Thank you for coming back for another week of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have with me the majority of my party. We are missing just our warlock. So that means we... Oh, wait, not our warlock, our bard. <laughs> it's old. Okay, so <laughs> never mind. Never mind. We're keeping it in. I'm not going to edit this out. But we will start by introducing our warlock. Hey, it's your boy Atticus. Our rogue. Hey, this is Elise playing Leonara. Our druid. I'm a druid. Correct. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, our fighter. Hey, this is Nick Esnalos, the Triton fighter. And our barbarian. Hey, it's Koo playing Pahokwi, the Yak Folk hero. I know you that really no hear one the would flex. get this. Yeah, no, I, I heard it. I heard his chair shuffle when he threw his arms up. <laughs> okay, so when we last left off, the party was still at the lab, the, not the laboratory, the library with uh, Mel, the half-dragon, or the dragonborn. I'm always going to make that mistake for the rest of my life. At some point, Wizards of the Coast were like, meh, they're dragonborn. That's what, just what we're going to call them. And it's just like, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> anyway, so you guys are, are, are just leaving the library. I believe you were on a lead to go and meet with the uh, Florius family, correct? Yes. Um, were we? Did we decide that we were going to meet with a specific family first? I actually don't know. I just assumed that since the most recent well, episode was mostly filled with the the necklace business that that would be the people you'd be the most interested to going and see. Uh, oh, were we gonna like wait for Mel to rest and then like discuss it with him? Okay. On. All right. So the last sentence of my notes is we discuss what to do next, and a shadowy figure darts out of the door quickly that only Karak noticed. That's uh, right. <laughs> and that's ah, yes. <laughs> okay. That. So whatever we had planned was briefly interrupted. Shadowy figure. I've... So we didn't, we cliffhangered. Yeah. Yes. It's been a while and I forget. Yeah. yeah. That, sorry. It, yeah. We have missed a week. So everyone yeah. is remembering details. So apologies for that. Yeah. Uh, you'd think the DM would take notes, but uh, no, that's not, that's not the kind of quality you come here for. So Last minute script changes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so, uh, do you all? Do, I, I I don't know. Did you tell the rest of the party about the shadowy figure that darted out of the the library? It, I, yeah, I think I think the shadowy figure was like elf shaped or something. I, I maybe I don't remember. Um. But yeah, <laughs> what, what was that? All right. Did anybody else see that? What was what? There, there was a thing. There, there was like a, a shadow went somewhere. Looking for things in shadows is my favorite thing to do. I want to look for this. <laughs> okay. Hmm. What do you want me to roll? I don't know. What do you generally roll to? Investigation or uh, perception? But I don't know which one you'd rather me do. Well, kind of just remember that investigation, it would be you're investigating something. 
like I know it sounds stupid, but put put the word to its you know usage. If you're just perceiving something, it's probably pretty quick, or you're doing it you know very fast or over a wide area. Whereas if you're investigating something, you're probably focused on like a specific thing for a quite a, like, a, like a longer amount of time. You would uh, perceive a room for traps, but you'd investigate to find them specifically and how to disarm them. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. 19. For what check? Investigation. Okay. You deduce that the door has recently been closed in a hurry and only one of the locks was closed. I mean, do you open the door to leave the library? Yeah, why not? All right. As you open the door from the library back out onto the street, before anything else, the clamor of the town begins to fill your ears once again. There seems to be something about this door that keeps the din of outside almost completely deafened. Mm. Anyway, so... Well, wait, wait, I have a question about that. Sure. Um, I mean, that makes sense. It's a library. But does it go the opposite way? Like, do I know if... Um... By, by opening this door, you do not know what magical or non-magical properties of insulation are at work here. Okay. We can look into that later. <laughs> but outside the ringing of a, of a distant anvil you see a large carriage pull up in front of the library. A well-dressed uh, driver is sitting at the helm, and the ornate oaken door is pulled open by another sort of servant, and out flows a short uh, welcoming rug, and you can hear the voice of the standing servant that just opened the door, bowed deeply, which is impressive for his dwarven stature, and leans just his face back up and says, you all are new guests to the fine port, and one of the families would love to speak with you. Which one? He looks at his stature and goes, the Hearthhome family, sir. Oh, I didn't want to assume. He seems to crack one grin on one side and like a, a frump on the other. Uh, he's pulling a Harrison Ford. What family is the Hearthhome family? That's the Dwarven family. Yes. Okay. We thought we were at their house, but we were wrong. Right, you're at the library. Yep. Well, guys, it looks like the house is coming to us. I guess uh, let's right. get this started. Yeah. All right. You're all welcomed into the carriage. It is uh, spacious enough for almost all of you to sit on one side of the carriage. That's, wow. a, that's a big carriage. It's pretty big. It's pretty substantial. 
Um, I mean, you guys are probably like touching knees to do that, but pretty much all of you, I mean, maybe like one person would have to stand or sit uh, squished if Pahokwi sits in because he's got a broader frame than the rest of you, but pretty much all of you can sit on one side of the, the interior. And, uh, uh, good. Necro decides just to sit in Pahokwi's lap. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> hey there. A little boy. So, uh, so Zane's just, just listening in tonight, so... Like I said. I feel like he keeps saying that, and then he's gonna, like, he's gonna open his mouth with a scene, and we're gonna have to fight him. I mean, you can think whatever you want, but he's just here to listen. Like, uh, having just been a guest in one of your other campaigns, where you did that same thing, I'm suspicious. I mean, that's fine You're to be suspicious. You're known for murder. Whatever, whatever you need. Uh, I feel like Kenny forgot to do the Critical Wick advert. Uh, no, I was waiting for our half-point break to do the advert. I've been doing the oh, adverts yeah, during the middle yeah. of it, and I feel like that's, like, it's not as shilly to plug something in the middle <laughs> than it is if you just yeah. plug it at the front. I guess you're yeah. right. It's pretty good to use a plug right in the middle instead of, like, in the front. Or to interrupt the but... flow of everything. Yeah. By thinking that your DM doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Right. So, so sitting sitting before you on the other side of the carriage is a single dwarf. He is very well dressed, uh, and fancies a monocle and uh, a very very nice uh, set of clothes that clearly establishes him as a, a, a amongst the elite of what is already that you can tell a quite lavish city. Hmm. He introduces himself as merely one of the many mouths for the family hearth home and inquires as the cart begins, the carriage begins to truck into motion, if you all would uh, have any questions that he could help you with on your way to the hearth home estate. And if any of you find yourselves thirsty. Oh, that's okay. I brought my own. The, the dwarf smiles and, and, and nods, but at the same time produces several bottles of cold wine uh, from a side compartment and sets a row of glasses to pour and inquires if anybody would like any libation to loosen the mind and the tongue for the upcoming negotiations. He does like a trap, but I'm going to do it. Yo, Necro wants some of that carriage wine. Well, it would be rude of me to say absolutely not. Plus, you know, he wouldn't poison you guys with wine. Only villains do that. Can I, can I have the hookways, man? <laughs> the, the dwarf chuckles uh, to, towards Necro and says, It is people like you that find joy in every facet that the Hearthome family have grown to enjoy the most. And so he pours... He pours everyone a glass, except for Pahokwi, or, um, except for Karak. Wow. Uh, what do you mean? Karak a did ask for not. I, I, uh, I brought my own. <laughs> yeah. And then pours... No, I heard you say my name at first for a second. Yeah, because I, I fucked up. Uh, and then pours a double heavy gl glass for Necro, to which he serves first, and then serves each of you a cup of wine. It is fantastic... 
smelling, very powerful wine uh, that sits good on the tongue and goes down smooth. Sort of begins to warm your soul, almost like a like a high shelf bourbon would. And so he sits back down and asks once again, after he tries to, in vain, recork the bottle of wine, if there's any questions that you would have for him, he might be able to help you in some way before you actually meet with someone from the home, them, the, the hearth home themselves. Um, I'm going to tell him that, or ask him, like, there's so much that I don't know, and I don't know what I don't know. What are some of the most common questions that he gets asked just to kind of speed things up some. You know, basically ask for a, like, frequently asked questions thing. Uh, the dwarf strokes his mustache and twirls it a touch. And after taking a hearty sip of wine and untwisting the twist that seemed to have stayed a little stubbornly in his mustache, he uh, sort of shakes his head and goes, Well, I suppose that... The Hearthome family does not frequently indulge in having guests who would seek to rob their privilege of ownership over this town. But I assume at the same time that, like any good guest, it is good to ingratiate oneself to their hosts, don't you think? Why, yes, of course. Proper manners go a long way with the upper echelon of communities. At least in my experience. And as you can see, and he sort of gestures to himself, I have been treated very well for being quite kind to the correct people. Makes sense. Um... <clears throat> Damn, I had a question, like, just a moment ago. And now it's gone. It must be the wine. Could be. <clears throat> um. Oh, are. I'm. I'm sorry, sir. Are there any notable laws that are different from elsewhere in the forest that we should be aware of before we go looking around town? Well, I'm I'd afraid like to keep to us be, out of trouble. To be unspecific. I will have to tell you that I'm sure you'll find that this is one of the most lawful towns in the entirety of the forest. Hmm. But to tell you specifically, I'm afraid you would need to point to something a little more uh, narrow in scope. In general, there are many different rules here, laws and such. But hmm. I couldn't tell you what you might not be accustomed to if I don't know what exactly you're trying to have answered. I don't really know myself. I just like to try and keep my friends and I out of trouble as much as I can. Well, the quickest way to put yourself in a pair of cuffs in this town is to raise your hand to another person. Many battles here are won and lost by the flick of the tongue. Oh. Got it. Okay. Now, I put this out here to help you further. Fights happen. But the, ju the justice of this port is very powerful and swift. So it isn't uncommon for someone to have gotten into a brawl and been found to be the, on the right side of the law in defense or aggression. So do not be fearful to protect yourself, but 
know if you raise your hands in a fight against anyone, you and the people you fought will very likely be sharing a cell together. Okay. Well, thank you for that warning. Well, I'm afraid we don't have much more time. The yeah. town is large, to be sure, but you are well, not too far from the estate when we left. I think I may have enough time to answer only one more question. If not, what? I could refresh your glasses and we could pass the time in a more refined way. What can you tell me about your house's relationship to the other houses? Oh, please, sir. I am merely someone who works for the good house hearth home. My last name does not share the same gravitas. But I can tell you that the four families, at least recently, in the past year, have become quite amicable with one another. As I'm sure you've realized, there's quite the tranquility to this town. And that is by no short measure, no pun intended of course, achieved by the hard-working shoulders and brows of the hearth home family. What is it that you've done to bring about such prosperity and peace? Agreements. People sharing hands filled with money. People sharing hands filled with sweat and with blood. I can tell you, as a recent piece of news, there was a scuffle. There was a small gang in one of the port uh, taverns down near the waterfront. And the gang had known some success in minor organized crime. But they stepped on one toe too wealthy, and when one of the members of the Li Fu Sono demand to be respected, and they instead receive a unkind back of the hand, it was not just the Li Fu Sono family who stepped forward to, to uh, disperse the undisciplined rabble. All four families stood together, and that will always look favorable to the common man. Hmm. But I fear we are already here. I suggest you finish your glasses strongly and quickly, or lose the opportunity for it in the future. Our time together was pleasant, and I will speak highly of you if I have the opportunity. Well, thank you, sir. Thanks for the wine. Uh, so the carriage comes to a stop, the door opens, the rug flips out, and by the by the time you would walk off the maybe ten foot rug, you'd be walking through the the opening gates to a very luxurious property. I mean this property puts the mayor of the other port town to shame. But there's a lot of reasons for that, so never mind that. There's a couple of fountains. There seems to be a game of some sort of field play happening where stones are thrown at a larger stone to see if chips can be knocked off. So there's the occasional clack and thud of stone. Huh. But as you all... Awesome. I'm sorry? That sounds awesome. Yeah. But as you all sort of pile out of the carriage, you see a distinguished dwarf who think, who rolls his fingers across his smoking pipe as he turns to walk away into the estate proper. 
uh, you all get the impression that you are to follow this dwarf. All right, let's follow that dwarf. Mm-hmm. I follow that dwarf. Uh, yep. You guys sort of walk onto the property and make your way up towards the uh, the hearth home in, uh, estate's entrance, which in proper proper dwarven fashion is actually cut into the side of the mountain that borders the town. So instead of going into a, a house, you're actually walking into what you all would probably more quickly consider a mine shaft opening, despite the fact that the door itself is quite beautiful and well-crafted. One very gruff-looking dwarf stands before the door and stands directly in your way as you approach. He puts his hand up and says, I'll ask you kindly and I'll ask you just once. You're expected company, so I won't stop you for long. The good master doesn't like it. But if you draw a blade in this house, we'll become the most close friends. And I must tell you, I have never lost a fight to a friend. Huh. Me either. <clears throat> we should become good friends sometime. And I mean that in the best way. The dwarf seems to be putting on quite the hard show, but can't quite fight back a small smirk to Pahokwi's uh, open retorted challenge. But he sort of bows his head into down just a touch and goes, Very well then. I'm glad we have an understanding. Go inside. You're expected. inside. Okay. Yep. So the door opens and you guys find yourself sort of gestured by one of the servants into a tea room very quickly off to the left side. And as you walk in there, you see a nice wide redwood table that seems to be built up from the floor. And sitting up across the other side of that table is a dwarf and I'll let him introduce himself. Fucking called it. Now, now, there's no such need for language like that this house. You are all guests of the hearth homes. Greetings. I am Cragius. What may I do for you? Dun, dun, dun. All right, we're good. Cool. So, to what do I owe this pleasure? Well, we've been sent by Chet um, to, to help get this town reestablished. I guess to make sure that this town swears fealty to uh, the... Damn, just lost a word. Um, yeah, to, to the capital. Um... And I suppose now that we've gotten here, we're trying to get our bearings of uh, of this wonderful city. Understandable. Now, what is intended when you say to swear fealty to the capital? Uh, this is the first time hearing of such a thing. Oh, normally we just figure out who's in charge and we get them to sign this fancy contract. And uh, then, I don't know, the contract disappears and our job's done, but we just have to figure out who's in charge. That sounds peculiar. Flynn, could you please recover that contract and give it a once-over for me while I continue to entertain our guests? 
I assume that's one of the kids, right? That's one of the kids, yeah. So a uh, a, a much younger looking dwarf sort of appears from the unfoc from from another angle that you weren't focusing on, and sort of shuffles over to the party and extends his hand expectantly. Leonara, you're the one that usually has the contracts, right? Uh, yeah, but I think that um, Vala had this one. Yeah, right. Vala had this one. Cool. All right, so the Azamar bard sort of hands Flint the contract, who then, you know, in turn sort of shuffles over and hands you the contract. It's clearly magical just by mm -hmm. you laying your hands on it, you can tell. And uh, there seems to be very sophisticated writing used and language applied to all of the immense benefits that would befall the leadership uh, and the township's people for becoming formally a part of the kingdom of Felwind. Fascinating. Well, I do need some more time to go over this in detail, but things do sound quite interesting. I might point out that there's not just one head of this township here. There is myself and the heads of the other three families. I'm sure you've uh, heard of them. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, we figured you would want to discuss it with the other heads of the families and perhaps all sign it together as one in the end or however you decide to do it. Um, our understanding of what the leadership of the capital is attempting to do is to unite all of the forest into one kingdom once again since the fall of the king. Interesting. Are you aware, perhaps, of our uh, recent uprising uh, against the corrupt mayor of this town? I'll take your silence as a no. About a year or so ago, we overthrew what was essentially a tyrant. Uh, the four families banded together and in both political and uh, electoral battles, we were able to remove this individual. Now, forgive me for not being terribly jumping at the thought of signing over our independence to somebody else. However, that's not to say that it won't happen, just you need to... You have to be sure to tell us that we are doing the right thing. Make sure that everyone's at peace with this. And as of right now, I do not believe all the different houses will be terribly interested in that. Specifically, the Floridas family. They tend to be a little standoffish and a bit hard-headed when it comes to political matters such as these. So perhaps... If you could find some way to make them cooperate, we'd be able to reach an agreement much faster. Has there been any other problems with the Florius family? We were we were given their name recently by some some bandits on our way here. <laughs> oh, it does not really surprise me to discover that the Florius family are involved with bandits. Uh, as for 
distinct issues, I couldn't tell you. There are petty squabbles. There is a little bit of unrest among the other houses. And I believe bringing some order to that family is well overdue. They're starting to get a little too big for the britches, if you know what I mean. Mm. Okay. Um, uh, trying to think of the way to, to word this question. Um, have there been any other strange goings on? We Well, I'd, I'd show you the, the amulets that we found, but Mel kind of destroyed them. He said they were too dangerous for us to carry around, but they, they looked like little black warhammers. Black warhammers. That is peculiar. Well, there's always the the whisperings and rumors that you hear about town. You've, of course, heard things about, you know, the sunburners on the rise again and just all sorts of terrible uh, nonsense gibberish. But as far as anything concrete pointing to any one of the families in particular, I think that's where you all may come in and benefit not only the town, but also make the other three family heads more willing to cooperate with your, uh, your contract signing to your capital. Okay. Do you think you could find some information for me? Oh, certainly. We're good at finding information. Wonderful. Well, I shall give this contract another once over and contact the other family heads and just allow me to know what it is that you managed to dig up. Sure. As soon as we have something for you, we'll bring it. Wonderful. Well, then in that case, you are welcome here in the hearth homes. Neat. Oh, one last thing. Uh, so these people kind of gave me a job, and it's a little weird, but um, is, is your blood blue? Is my blood blue? Is this some sort of cultural innuendo or something? Remember, nope. Nalos is a triton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. The, shoot, uh, DM... The alchemists are, are they gnomes or are they halflings? I, I believe I called them halflings. Okay. Oh, I don't know, but these two halflings that sometimes make stuff for us, they asked me if I could get blue blood from a rich person. And I just figured you look like somebody who's pretty rich, so I thought I'd at least ask. I can tell you with the utmost certainty that my blood runs red. Oh, okay. Well, thanks anyway. I wish you luck on your quest. It sounds very peculiar. It's not the strangest thing he's asked before. I believe it. All right. Anybody what? else have things? Guess not. Well, if there are uh, no further questions, I shall... I'll invite you all to join me at dinner. We would be honored to accept that. 
Fantastic. Flynn, Clyde, could you please inform the cooks that we have one, two, three, four, five, what is it, six extra casts? Yes, Dad. <laughs> Thank you. Those are, those are my sons. Good obedient boys. They sort of make themselves scant. <laughs> all right. So what are you what are you all gonna do now? Are you gonna sit here and stare at this dwarf? <laughs> well, everyone, I think if we're going to be having dinner with a uh, head of a noble family, we should go and maybe clean up a little. It's true. Been a while since had like a proper bath and everything. <clears throat> I mean, the last time I was in an inn, I split a man in half. So I'm due for a bath. Just imagine that whole conversation you just covered in blood. Right. Old dried blood. <laughs> is his hair always matted like that? No, just after he kills somebody. Just a lot. <laughs> Alright, so are you guys going to leave and let the dwarf go about his day or what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, I'll get up out of my chair and give like a uh, tradition, whatever a traditional motion would be, in like a bow or something for a yak folk to do. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'll get up and give him a nice, very just bowing nod kind of thing, and just follow the hook way out. Okay. So no shit, no shit. A yak folk, a triton, a furbog. <laughs> I almost said a Necro, <laughs> a Kenku, an Azamar, and a Yakfolk, and, uh, and an Arakoa all leave your room. No shit, no shit. That is like the strangest adventuring group I've ever seen. It is a fucking menagerie. <laughs> and you didn't even get to see the gigantic crab. Well, that's We true. didn't even tell you that we were looking for a monk named Tripitaka. God damn it. <sighs> that was a good reference and you fucking know it. Yeah, it was good. I'm not mad. Anyway. So you all excuse yourselves with the intent to tidy up. Where do you go for that? I mean... Is there a, um, a servant or someone around that we could ask? Oh, so you're going to clean on the property? I mean, uh, we're at a port city. Like, there's a great ocean right here. That's not for baths, Nalith. No, I all Like, if we leave um, the dwarf's house and go out onto the street, I'm sure we can find some kind of, like, public bathhouse or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool. So as you guys go to find this bathhouse, uh, there's a stable right next to it. And the <clears> stable hand sees Pahokwi and waves, Sir! Sir! He points uh, at your feet. Sorry, go ahead. He points at your feet and goes, Handle your hooves for a coin? Uh, handle my hooves? Excuse me? Yeah, uh, clean them. Cut them Cut them short. Make them proper. Like a proper horse. Um, I'm... I'm not a horse, kid. But you have hooves? 
Uh, he has a point. You know what, guys? I'll, I'll catch up. I'm. <laughs> can you polish them? You I don't have to with cut beeswax. Them. Great. Uh, I'll I'll come back to you right after I get a bath. Yes, sir. Of course. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> sorry. It it occurred to me between sessions that like. You know, the rest of your party party probably buys new shoes every so often. I mean, you guys put a lot of work on your feet. Yeah. Do yak folk get their hooves trimmed? Like, probably. I imagine they probably get them filed. Well, you probably need shoes. You'd need steel shoes. Right. Yeah, you'd get a farrier to put shoes on them. Right. I I understand how proper hoof care goes. I've watched, believe me. A lot of YouTube videos about it. So, well, you weren't a hurt horse girl like I was. That's fine. I'll uh, but, I'll like, come back this to this. The can can use like the the whatever the horseshoes are that make your horse move at like double speed. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you cut that off before. I was like. <gasps> No, you gotta you, you, you gotta be honest with your players and the answers now. Yeah. yeah, you can't just give me horseshoes to let me move at double speed. I'm already a barbarian. That's that's fair. Plus, that's four horseshoes to do that. So like Right. If you wore two uh, of them, would it work half as well? Fuck no. 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 He'd have to wear them like two on each foot. What if they were a magic like, item for me? <laughs> Also, I'm not a horse. That's true. But you have hooves. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I was going to have a joke here. Like, after you get your hooves, you know, uh, farriered or whatever the proper simple verb would be for, you know, a pedicure for hooves. Um, I was going to be like, cool, your move speed goes up by one for two days. Oh. Oh, but hopefully not kosher. What? I hope he's not kosher. He has hooves. Yeah. Somebody find me a goddamn dwarven rabbi. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. How's, why's the rabbi got to be a dwarf? Because I think that would be really cool. I think it would be supremely racist and anti-Semitic at the same time somehow, maybe a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry that I think dwarves are cool and would look cool in that suit. I think they also look cool in that suit because I think Rabbi, <laughs> Rabbi's threads are fucking slick for a holy man. But exactly. I just, I don't know. You I, took it somewhere racist. No, no, no. I took it somewhere anti-Semitic. Doesn't matter. So you guys go to a bathhouse. <laughs> Everyone pay a silver that gets cleaned up. Uh, I'm taking here's... my five extra gold coins for the day. Okay. Can you afford your your silver? That's sad. Yeah, I've I've got money now. Okay, I can afford to bathe. I mean, <laughs> look, I just had to check. I know, like, I just had to make them break a gold for me to do that. So, all right. So you all uh, are are you know tending to yourselves in the facilities of the bathhouse mm-hmm. when a uh, a pair of gnomes comes in. And it is a, a unisexual bathhouse because fucking gender norms haven't plagued 
Felwyn Forest or Yalzar yet. That's not fun. I've got it and I flaunt it. Right. Like, people, never mind. People don't give a shit. Okay. This is a magical world where dragons kill people by the dozen sometimes. No No, one gives a shit that this is. That's harder if I'm in another room because I'm a girl. I get it. Huh? I said, no, it's just because it's harder if the party breaks up because some of us are girls. That can be the answer behind the behind the curtain, but it's not the answer. Okay. Uh, it's just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I've written Yalzar in its entirety. Sorry, we're just going to get on a lore tangent for a sec. Uh, I've, I've, maybe it's because I hold these values myself, but I've imagined that a, a fantastical world like Yalzar wouldn't be, wouldn't fucking burden themselves with like inane shit like that. Like okay, you went into the bathhouse because it's because it, you know both sexes can get their parts cleaned at equal value without having to like cause a huge amount of extra fuss in architecture to build two chambers when one would do the fi- job just fine. Oh, you got you got caught staring. Well, you're gonna get stabbed because that's how shit gets handled. True facts. All right, guys, you heard him. Don't get stabbed in the fucking bathhouse. <laughs> Eyes to yourself. <laughs> Anyway, on the matter of doing stabbing, uh, two gnomes that have that are wearing like robes. You guys were all given just like basically like very fine towels, but towels. These gnomes are walking in in heavy black robes with a insignia etched or not etched, Jesus, uh, sewn Ooh. into the back. The insignia looks like a uh, crescent moon setting into the ocean. Like a moon huh. set. I, I, I guess that would be how you'd call that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they, they, they are sitting some distance away from you all, not right next to you all cleaning themselves in their own fashion. But uh, they you all hear a distinct name. You hear the Kulemos name dropped several times. And uh, which family is that one? That's the Gnomish family. Okay. Okay. Are they speaking in Gnomish, or they're just speaking softly, and that's all we can overhear? They're not speaking softly. They're 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 quite comfortable. But they're speaking in common. Yes. Uh, I keep to myself because it's a bathhouse and I use my bar of soap for the obvious reasons. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I guess I want to eavesdrop, but you know, not make it look like I'm eavesdropping. All right, give me a uh, stealth check. Okay. I want to, uh, you know, I'll be washing myself with a bar of soap and then, oh no, it slips out of my hand. It goes that way. I guess I, guess I better go get it with a... Oh, that's not so bad. Oh, but I have a plus nine. Twenty. Still okay. check. That that rule is a lot better than that description. Because that is like the most classic move of all time. <laughs> uh, yeah, but while you're going and fetching your bar of soap that you're borderline romantic comedy trying to catch up with, you uh, you hear the two of them sort of smirk and chuckle at your your show. But uh, they both note that, you know, okay, obviously, uh, 
a furball. They're from never not from around here, so we can keep talking about you know family business. And they seem to be two members of the house of uh, Kulemos. And hey, isn't that Yak folk the one that we heard about that came to town with a bunch of other people? Yeah, weren't they seen over by the hearth home residence? I bet they're trying to get cozy with them. Do, should we talk to them? They're right there. And then that's all you get before, you know, staying further in that conversation would be obvious that you're trying to eavesdrop. Okay. Um, I'll go and, uh, no, I don't want to tell my party that because then the gnomes might be listening in on me. Um, but I'll just kind of, you know, nod to the party and go about my business of cleaning. Fascinating. And then since we're all clean, I guess we then leave the bathhouse. Yay, smelling good. Sorry, Nolis is not a perceptive man. Something subtle like a nod is like not going to get noticed. <laughs> okay, uh, so you don't tell them or anything? You just like throw a head gesture to the direction of the gnomes? I mean, not even a head gesture, just a like, um, you know, nothing to really be too worried about. Like, they're not necessarily, it doesn't seem like they have any like malicious intentions. I'm going to give you an all might esque thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I return it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Young Leonara. God damn it. You have to smile and let the people know that it's going to be okay. Now, uh, so you guys are beginning to finish up with your, routines and the gnomes take notice and uh one of them sort of whistles to the staff uh and goes over and seems to talk to them while the other of the two approaches you all with his robe on uh and says me and my brother were noticing you all you uh stand out quite quite uh quite well and he Thanks. and i are, are members of the illustrious gnomish family of the Kulemos. And we were curious if we could offer you a time in a steam bath. Nothing quite cleans the pores deeply than steam. And if you would indulge us, we'd like to know what it exactly brings you to the port. Would you take us up on our offer? That sounds absolutely lovely. Thank you. Yeah, it would be great to do that with you. And so he sort of turns, brother, we set for, what is it? Seven of us? Eight of us? He nods. Very well. Well, take your time, and you'll see the door I'm about to walk through in a second. And once you are all collected, please join us. Me and my brother have some questions. And, of course, are we willing to compensate you? And uh, it's sort of subtle, so maybe, like, the less perceptive people in the party would notice. But as he says perceptive, he sort of holds one of his hands away from his body a little bit and rubs his thumb against his four and middle fingers for your time. So please join us at your leisure. And he sort of joins his brother past one of the doors in the room. 
Cool. So we can get paid for just having a conversation with them. That seems like the best job ever. If that's true and we get to just get paid for telling them information they're going to get later from the head of the Hearthome family, I'm down. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Huh. It's not like we weren't going to talk to them anyway. (laughs) Yep. All right, so you all join the two gnomes? Yeah. Yep. Sure. Uh, So you you all walk in. And the two gnomes are sitting there, about his arms laid out and like chest stretched out, taking in the hot steam that fills the room. I wouldn't say to an obscuring level, but you know, everywhere you look and see a wall in the distance, it's through a, a pillar of steam smoke. And uh, they sort of gesture, "Please, please, we'll have some water and maybe some more." Uh, heavy libations brought in after the steam sinks in. But please, find yourselves as comfortable as possible. Uh, as comfortable as possible. I do that as well. Also, I know I said it earlier, everybody, but I love this city. (laughs) Guys, this room is weird. It's like... (laughs) It's like water and wet, but it's also hot and airy. It's so weird. I don't know oh, if yeah, no, like it's my not... lungs or my gills. Or both. Oh, no. Are we steaming a fish right now? No. Mmm. Tritons to be delicious. Tritons are not fish. And also, damn, like... You've been traveling with uh, this guy for, like, months, and he's definitely, like, kin almost at this point to you guys. And you're just like, mmm, cannibalism. Uh, I did not say that I would eat him, just that we were steaming him on accident. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm really kind of po- pointing at the rogue here. Hey, man. That's fine, That's I did tough. cut off one of her fingers. Like, I, I would eat Chesapeake before I would eat Nalos, but... I'd totally eat Nalos if, if I had to. You just I'm became, appalled. You became the least liked member of this podcast. <laughs> That's fine. Somebody's got to be the villain. <laughs> That's exactly what... Fuck it. Never mind. <laughs> That's what a villain would do, Nara. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what someone said in the fin- finale for the Coalition. Plug my own podcast. Uh, let's go listen to it. <laughs> That someone was like, I, have, I guess I'll be the villain. And, you know, they went and did something equally as horrible as threatening to eat Chesapeake. I'd go as far uh, as Yeah, well, but theirs was worse. <laughs> anyway. So. You all sit in and sort of get cozy. It's it's really pleasant. I mean, it's kind of like overbearing and like hot, hot and crappy. For, but like once your body acclimates two minutes later, it's actually incredibly relaxing. And it's about that point that one of the bar that one of the bards, one of the brothers, like it in comes in a tray of um you know cups with with a with a wine bottle that fills the cups and you're offered wine and water if you care for it. Uh the water is cold. Mm. Not for very long, but it is right now cold, so if you drink it now it'll be cold. Uh and then they sit back with, with their wine and take a sip 
and sort of seemed to comedically almost go, no, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Please, dear brother, I insist. No, brother, please. It would be far too forsooth for me to not ask the question second to yours. It, it, it Like I said, it almost becomes a Laurel and Hardy bit. But uh, one of them just sort of laughs, laughs at all and goes, please, you're going to have to forgive my brother and I. This is not our first glass of wine today. Nothing quite makes a trip to the bathhouse more serene than gently libated. I cheer him with my cup of water and say, us too. He follows through and drinks from his wine. But uh, I, I must speak frankly. Uh, my brother and I, and, and in fact, the entirety of our good home of the Kulemos, we want to know a little more about what it is that brings you all from the capital here. We've heard of the good late king, and they sort of seemed to before like a nodding salute in respect to the late king. But we have conducted our own business here for years, and we keep out of the business of the capital. Uh, what brings you all from it here? You all seem to be more than passing by. Well, uh, have you heard anything about the other cities in the kingdom of Felwyn in the last few months? Some, to be sure, my good friend. Some much less deserving than others, but yes. Well, I take it then that you've heard that some of them have fully allied with the capital once again since the king's death? The other brother sort of takes over. You'll have to forgive my coy brother. He... He tends to let people tell their own stories, but I, I will be more bold as you seem to be. Man of the North. I... Yes, we know. We're quite familiar. And we assume that you have some sort of paperwork to bring this port to heel. Good, good. I figured I would ask before I give you our entire life story in the past year. Uh, and waste your time. Telling um, stories about our expertise as heroes is never a waste of time. You are right. But in this moment, in this very, very hot steam room, as somebody covered in fur, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm not exactly excited to go on that long of a story. Um, we are here for the same reasons, uh, with a contract from the leader in the capital, uh, with offers uh, and rewards if the town comes under rule of the capital once again. Oh, you work for that thin man, the other brother. Yes, I heard he's a little uh, bony. He doesn't eat a lot, the first brother goes. <laughs> yes, I don't imagine he'll do well in winter. I laugh raucously at that. I never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> So the the brothers continue. So I assume that since you've already visited the Hearth Home family, have you gotten them to sign? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, they are looking over it. They just happened to be the first that found us when we got into town. We mean to speak to all of the families and give everybody an equal chance to read over everything. I'll be prepared for the Leaf of Sonoma. 
sort of rolls his eyes as the other brother. You shouldn't speak so ill of them. They mean the best out of all of us. Do they? Oh, I'm sure they're aware of our conversation right now. Or at least they would be if it wasn't for the fact that the stone, and he sort of points up, the stone that makes up this structure is completely immune to most manner of scrying and divination magic. In fact, you might find yourself noticing this same sort of architecture throughout many of the buildings you will visit in your stay in the port. The only places that any of the families do business are made with these precautions in mind. Otherwise, the Lifu Sono will know immediately. That seems a bit excessive. What seems a bit excessive is going to a very fine tea party with some very, very well-sophisticated and good-mannered bug people, but then they tell you that they know everything that you're going to tell them because they've seen your past week just as vividly as you have. It gets boring. I suppose that does take the uh, steam out of a good story. <laughs> the both brothers laugh and clap almost in unison. You know, I mean no disrespect to your furred friend, but we've always heard that the yak folk were a very serious sort. We can be. Well, I imagine anyone who lives in the cold all day would have to get a bit of a rough exterior. <laughs> well, when you spend all day freezing your tail off and fighting giant worms tend to get a little serious. Absolutely. I suppose we've bothered you all enough with questions. Is there anything that we could perhaps help you all with? We do indeed have a great measure of responsibility for this town, and we take it seriously. Uh... Were you going to talk, Crack? Sound like you are going to talk? Uh, no. Well, if you have anything to tell us about the other houses that we haven't met yet, any information is really appreciated. We're very new to this town, as great as it is. But well, if you've it seems the that the Hearth Homes have been quite tight-lipped on speaking of the other houses. Well, that is their trade and the most favorite pastime. You can imagine the difficulty that the Hearthhome family has being a coveter of secrets and facts that aren't well known when one of the other leading houses is some of the best oracles that the Meddler's Coasts has ever known. Do they use their skills often? Do who? Whoever you just said were like oracles. The Lifu Sono. Yes. What was your question about them? I'm sorry, he tips back another sip of wine. Uh, just that they, they use their skills often. My good lady, it would be far against my own good conscience to tell you if there was less than two diviners within their estate at any given time scrawling their eyes across the screen that is this town every hour of the day looking for what anything 
Far be it for me to speak upon the houses in a cruel manner, but I will tell you honestly, because wine has a knack of conjuring this within me. Which, which, brother, it it puts it puts to good point. We should stop being the best brewers in town, <laughs> the best brewers in town. You're right, but well, if we weren't the best brewers in town, what would everyone else drink? They both sort of seem to laugh and forget to be on point. So, you've spoken a bit about the Lifusono house and hearth home. But I, we've heard very little about the Felurius. Do you want a book? Not a book, but... Well, if you want a book, there's two places in town you can go. You can talk to the Lifusono. Wait. <laughs> You're talking about the Felorians. No, you talk to the Felorians or you talk to Mel at the Great Golden Spine. Uh, we met him. He's a good nice lad. guy. No, he's fantastic. We didn't even help him build the anti-magic field that shrouds his library. That skilled, is he? He knows people, for sure. I don't know if he has all that skill in his pinky. Or... In his left scale. I don't know what you'd call it for those dragonborn folks. All his magic power is certainly not within himself. It's within his connections as well. Let's see. So they're uh, librarians. Well, I don't know what you know about the great Lahasi Empire far to the southeast from here. Uh, I'm going to do history check on that. Sure. Everyone can if you want. Cool. <clears throat> I rolled a one. Ooh. I rolled a big fat three. Hell yeah. I got a ten. Okay. I got a sixteen. Okay. Leonara? Nine, sorry. Alright, so everyone but Pahokwi doesn't know shit. What what everyone but Pahokwi knows is that Lahasi is the High Elf Empire that dwells within the Ironbark Woods on the northern tip of Betwins Yarda. And that's it. Pahokwi, you would not only know that, which is substantial, but you would also know that the Lahasi Empire are the most concentrated civilization of High Elves in all of Yalzar. And that they have a a notable hunger, and that hunger is knowledge. You've probably bumped shoulders with some of their quote-unquote expedition forces in the past. And maybe you've heard of another chieftain who has had some of their uh old scrolls or, or ledgers of their histories stolen or replicated by these quote-unquote expedition forces. The Lahasi Empire values knowledge like a, like a fly values maggot-laden flesh. They devour <laughs> and consume everything they can learn and store it in their vast, amazing libraries. 
It is said that if you go to the Lahasi Empire with a golden key in your pocket to their library, there's nothing, not, not a single thing that you couldn't know. Oh, I want that in real life. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes, the Lahasi. I'm familiar with their expeditions. Uh, the gnome sort of nods and smiles. Well, consider the Florius family an outpost for those expeditions. They are surveyors of knowledge, those knowledges that are to be shared, and those that would rather stay private but don't get to. I see. Well... That's a lot more information than we had in the past, so thank you for answering our questions. Uh, and thank you for the great time and the steam. Of course. Now, I think we turn, brother. Yes, brother. Yes, brother. Yes. I think it's time we turn the tide. Why do you work for a lich? Hmm. Right to the point. Yeah. Yeah. We That's a good a question. Because the mage that was the prince was an asshole. <laughs> he was rude, mean to us. Mm. The lich is much friendlier. Yeah, our experience with Chet in the capital has been for the most part, pleasant. He's shown us that, you know, I've always thought that looks aren't everything, but you can't really judge a book by its cover, and uh, we've since been shown that he's been honorable to his word in everything that he's done. He's given us no reason to turn against him yet. He did save us from an aboleth. He's did that, he did save us from an abola. Yeah, we heard about that fish. We we could have taken the fish. I mean, we did slay a god. Yeah. So, 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 so. Very well. Very well. Very well. We will consider signing whatever paperwork you have for our family. We want the best for this port, and if your man is in fact the best for this port, then we will we will sign. We will sign. The Hearth Homes have a knack for subterfuge and for clever language. We will hear their judgment before we make ours known. But they already knew that. Good. I would expect nothing less from the peop people ruling such a city to think through fully before they sign such a contract. I mean, it's a lot to hand over even a little bit of power to somebody in another city like that who wants power over such a wide swath of land. Well, if you look back in time, this port, for more than one occasion, has been in direct <laughs> service to the capital. It would not be against historical rhetoric to point out our duty. But 
Neither hither, thither, no thither, thither, thither. Another round of deeply drank wine, and I think we shall part ways. Don't you think, friends? Sure. Yes. Yes. I think it's about time we get ready for our next appointment. Yes, you are all due for dinner at the Hearth Home home. And so he sort of cheers his wine to the air and then drinks deep. And so we are. I drink the rest of whatever I have to drink. Yep. The Gnome Brothers excuse themselves. They seem somewhat tipsier than they were when they arrived. But they don their robes fully and escort themselves somewhat out. What do you all do? I look at you guys and say, well, that's a good bit of information. It certainly is. Yeah. After we conclude our business with the Harthomes, uh, we should probably see what uh, the Lifo Sono have to say about uh, Florius and uh, our hammer medallions. Yes. If they don't already know about it anyway, since... We were outside of the walls of these houses whenever we received them and talked about them. Hmm. They probably already know most of our goings-on in this town. I wonder if they knew Jacoby. I was wondering the exact same thing, Nalos. <laughs> we should ask him later. Yeah. We should. We should. We should! And I stand up on that last we should and, like, fist pump into the air. And comedically, your, like, cowl falls down. <laughs> we should go! <laughs> Immediately. Sure. I grab my towel and leave. All right. I have to go get dressed and stuff. So you guys make your way, you know, readorn with your armor and arms and attire and such. Um, I would like to change into my very nice cultural garb that Chet gave me originally okay. in the capital for this. Okay. Got some nice clothes. Put those on for dinner. I haven't right. worn them yet. <laughs> I'll stick with my armor. <laughs> now we're taking it off again if only you didn't need it I nope. imagine that sentence was punctuated with like a peck flex yes <laughs> it's canon it, it, it's canon like these cannons pow pow Whoa. settle down we Those don't want to get in trouble here yeah, listen, I already have to put the explicit tag on these episodes. I don't need... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Alright, um... Vala? Necro? Any specific preparations for this dine-in? Uh, Vala's not here, but I've got nothing. Necro's good. He's ready for, he's ready for dinner. Oh, I also want to get my hooves polished next door. Okay, yeah, you go to the stable boy, and for two whole copper, he uh, he makes you feel like a new yak. Hell yeah. 
Alright, so you all find yourselves back at the Hearth Home residence just as the evening begins to set. You're all welcomed onto the property. The uh, stone throwing game has receded into the evening. And uh, a pile of throwing stones lie in a small circle bundle around a much smaller stone than there was earlier in the day. wonder who won. Not that stone. <laughs> anyway, you all find your way into the Hearthome residence. You're once again, you know, complimented, but also reminded to not draw a weapon in this house. And are led over through a couple of corridors to a vast dining chamber, for which there are probably about 20 or 24 more dwarves <laughs> yeah I also wonder how they repair the stone every day don't worry about it uh, but you all see a vast banquet full of uh, in this nice dining hall that has etched stone statues along all of the walls with little gold gilded plaques at the base of every statue that dictate a different member of the hearth home fane and tell of their story in brief, short uh, words. They, to you all, just seem like a series of dwarves. One with a book in his hand, one with an axe in his hand, one holding the severed head of a giant. You, you get that these dwarves have a long history, a long lineage that they're very, very proud of. And uh, as you all enter and take your seats that are vacant at the table, the same dwarf that you spoke with before sort of uh, clangs his, uh, his fist laden with a heavy metal gauntlet to the table and raises a glass of wine and proposes a toast to the party and table. I'll uh, raise my glass in return. Mm-hmm. Same here. Yes, I'll I'll raise my jug. <laughs> yeah, I'll raise my drink. Yep. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I can already see that you all got cleaned up. I hope you've enjoyed the bathhouses. Have you come to uh, across any information you'd care to share? Actually, while we were in the bathhouses, we ran into a few members of another house. I, I find that not surprising. That bathhouse is quite popular. Yeah, some gnomes from House Kalamos. Ah, I would imagine the, uh, the brothers, then, if I had to guess. Yes, yes. Quite... quite uh... Good conversation partners. One of the other dwarves stands up. Yes, for their daily bath. (laughs) A bunch of other dwarves laugh. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. They do like to be clean behind the ears, as it were. Anyway, did you discuss anything interesting with them? Well, they asked why we were here, and we 
At least I saw no reason in lying to them, since they need to know the same information as all the other houses, including yourself. So we told them why we were here, where we had come from, you know, explained that we were involved in bringing the other cities under the rule of the capital. Mm-hmm. They told us a bit about the other houses. Interesting. Mm. They did say that they're going to wait to hear your decision before making a decision of their own on the contract. That does seem like their modus operandi. All right. So I suppose what's left is to speak with the Felorius family, if you so choose to, and the Lipusonel family. Is that correct? Yes, of course, of course. Wonderful. Well, in the meantime, I can tell you that I've read over the contract in some great detail. And while I do have reservations about allying with someone who I've not met and whom my sources tell me might be a little of questionable origin, I, uh, I don't find anything outwardly unpleasant about the arrangement. That's good. And as one of my party, who we've all, of course, met, the writer of the contract and the leader in the capital, I can say, though we have had our disagreements with him, he is an honorable person. He, is, he will keep his word in all things when a contract is on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been very good to the other cities, even aiding in uh, the destruction of the Aboleth at the other port city. Mm-hmm. Yes, I seem to recall hearing something about that recently. Yes. And uh, I don't know if you heard anything about the battle that occurred afterwards, of course. Well, a first-hand account is always much more interesting than a third-hand account. Well, if I may... Uh, oh, he will. <laughs> oh, you may, but hopefully. You see, after dealing with the frightful visage that was the Aboleth, we returned to the gates, seeing that there was a battle underway. It seems that a traveler had come into some great power and had ascended to godhood. He... <gasps> yes. Yes, indeed. He was doing great battle with a few soldiers sent by Chet to bring him to heal, but they were no match. We saw that there were innocents in danger, though. Guards that were not getting out of the way fast enough before they could have been slain. So we stepped in and did battle with a fierce deity, turning out He's a god of war, so you can ima- only imagine the sort of fight he put up. In the end, though, we were victorious. Every single one of us made it out of that battle. Fascinating. It would appear that you are not somebody to take lightly. Unfortunately, I don't know if the Florian Florist family will be moved. As, uh, 
as some of the other families are. I do have my doubts about those stubborn high elves. Yes, after hearing more about their origin, I uh, I am familiar with expeditions to the north. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you not also hail from the north? I do. I'm of the northern tribes. <laughs> that would make sense. Anyway... Well, I do thank you all for coming back for this meal, and it is good to know that you've talked to the Kulamus as well. Now, one last <laughs> one last bit of business is talking to the Lifusano and dealing with the Felorius family. I do not expect they will be as quite as accommodating as the rest of us have been so far. It's possible. Um... There, there is some information I think we should uh, relay to you. Oh, do tell. I look to the rest of you guys. Is it all right if I talk about it? Sure. Sure. I'm cool with it. All right. Well, you see, when we were in keep... Keep in mind, I'm trying to be very open about this. I've, I see that you honor your great heroes, and you've been nothing but heroes. generous to us. Heroes. Uh, yes, one of our kin was one of the people who saved the world all that long time ago. Perhaps you've heard of him, Ogden Hartholm. It was only a year ago. Like I said, uh... only a year ago. <laughs> Great heroes. And I flex one of my arms. Uh, well, um, I'm a little, sorry, I got a little distracted there. Uh, <clears throat> so when we were on our way into the port, we stopped at an inn not far out of town. And in the morning, we awoke to a, an attack by a group of bandits. I sliced one of them nearly in twain, of course, and they all dropped their weapons oh, out of man. sheer fear. Seems reasonable. Uh, but when we disarmed them, we found that they had these amulets on them. A black hammer, I believe. Mm -hmm. hmm. And we took them to the librarian or the shopkeep known as Mel that you had found us at. Yeah, he destroyed the amulets that we had taken from the bandits, but we did get information directly from the wielders of these, of who had given them. And who might that have been? I know it's taboo to speak of the other houses in a poor manner in this town, so if I must, you will forgive me, correct? Absolutely. We were told that the Felurian house had given these bandits these amulets. Interesting. Promising that they wielded great power and 
They didn't seem too powerful when we had first found them. A bit heavy, sure, but not until Mel had seen them himself and promptly had us destroy them that we realized that they were so dangerous. Hmm. He mentioned that they were tools or symbols of the Sunderer. Yes, that is what my understanding is, if the rumors are to be believed. So this immediately points to a conspiracy in my mind. The Florius family are providing these mimic artifacts to bandits in order to try and... I'm not sure to what end. Maybe they're trying to sow some unrest. Maybe they're trying to stir up fear. I'm not certain. But if they're the ones who are orchestrating this, then that is definitely good news for us. Because if we can take this to the other three family heads, we might be able to convince them of the Floyd's family's ill intentions. Can you get any proof of these accusations? Well, we have the word of Mel, and it's possible that we could dig up some proof for you. All right. That proof would go a long way in, in settling... <laughs> my concerns about signing your contract see see that you're able to acquire it for any i think that sounds fair enough what do the, you guys think yeah yeah fantastic well then let us eat be merry you are welcome to stay here the night if you wish and come tomorrow, we've got some work to do. With that, one of the uncles of the Hearth Home family stand up and go, Here, here, to our fine guests, and raise a nice tall cheer, and slaps his big barrel chest nice and loud. And a bunch of servants roll out of the side chambers to bring meat and merry and all of its flavors to the table. The rest of the family cheers. And it's a wonderful night of merriment for all. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. Do you all yeah. stay in the hearth home residence for the night? Or do you find yourselves at a neutral inn? Um, I'd rather go to a neutral inn. Yes, I yeah. I think we all appreciate the idea. offer of the hearth home family. But I think that to keep up the best appearances and not appear to favor one side too much or one house too much, we should stay on neutral ground. That is understandable. Wouldn't want to give the bad impressions. That's true. <clears throat> all right, so you're all in various states of drunkenness as you find yourself at uh, a crossroads. Which direction will you go? Everyone roll a d20, add nothing to it. Five. 
13. 20. <clears throat> Two. Okay. Necro? 15. All right. You guys find yourself at a familiar intersection. You've probably rolled far, rolled down the road further than you expected before you found a inn just across the street. Hey, don't we know this place? And you see the Gilded Spine is just at the same intersection. However, you happen to notice that the Gilded Spine's door is ajar. And that seems unusual. He had five locks. That seems really weird, guys. We should check on Mel. That's that's never been a good sign in our time traveling. I'm going to run to the door. Drunkenly. As you run up to the door, you can hear a struggle upstairs. I rush. As you rush, you realize that the credits are rolling on this evening's session, and you go, where was the Critical Wick ad? And it's right now. Did you know that in the fantastic occasion that is people trying to save their favorite librarian, Mel, you could be burning a candle. A candle from criticalwick.com. All of their candles are... I almost said vegan. It doesn't matter. Their candles are fantastically high quality. With a new a new array of flavor, they are not, I mean, they're probably gluten-free. Vegan, gluten-free, non-GMO. Yeah, definitely. No <laughs> GMOs in these candles. You can't eat them. In fact, you shouldn't. But Unless you're a high elf. They wouldn't kill you. Unless you're a high elf. How good they are. <laughs> did, you know that, did you know that more high elves consume candles than any other race? Anyway. Criticalwork.com has fantastic candles. You should check them out. They're, fl- they're I almost said flavors. <laughs> Their scents are to die for. They, in fact, actually, in my experience, just came out with two new, at least two new scents. Uh, one's called, um, like, walking or something through the spice market. It's immaculate. And the oh, other I almost one, got that one. It's really good. And the other one is on the coast. It's so good that the dispensary I went to for said that my wife likes it too much. I really shouldn't put it on the shelves because then that wife walked up and said he can't sell them and took it to her room. I actually have that one right now. Burning. I have a, a a pipe weed burning right now and it's um, fantastic. Oh, did I mention in addition to the fact that these candles are high quality, they're also housing a metal die at the bottom of every candle. (sighs) Check them out. Criticalwick.com.org.net, whatever it is. Check them out. Buy the candles. Smell the candles. Enjoy the candles. Have dice. I'll see you next week. I've been your Dungeon Master Dracon... Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Y'all don't know me as that. I'm Kenny. We had our guest NPC, uh, Hayden. That would be me. Our barbarian... Hey guys, it's Ku on Pahokwi. See you next week for another heroic session! Oh my god, look at that peaked fucking volume. Our fighter! Hey everyone, this has been Nick Aznalos. Thanks for listening. Our druid. Correct. Out.
I'm never ready. <laughs> our our rogue. Bye. See you next week. And our warlock. Hey, it's your boy Cody playing Necro. See you next week. Y'all take care now. Have a nice night. Good night. All right.